Authors in Chains. Very cool conversation today for a couple of hours this afternoon uh, with an aspiring novelist. It was very cool. Um, Tell us about it. Uh, hold on, let me. Okay, the authors in chains. That would be, yeah, that would be it's these guys. A new these guys. Random topic for discussion. There we oh, go. There we are. Yuns. 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 Western PA. Okay. Yuns, yep. Okay, let's do that from mine. And okay. So have either of you ever been to Letchfield State Park? Yes. Uh, no, yes, I, I have. It's spectacular. Letchworth. Letchworth. Letchworth, sorry. Yeah, that's spectacular it's this cool place. Sliver Canyon, cool thing. And it is. I don't know what is it a, a buck twenty west of the Finger Lakes region somewhere by um, yeah Genesee, sure oh, Genesee, yeah it's in like the uh, the uh, like Allegheny region. Allegheny. Yes, it is. when you it's get near. out of Western New York, I like Western New York. That's kind of like yeah. my all world. of the gorge areas are really pretty. Have you ever been to like Ithaca or uh, Cortland? That area. No. It's you would like it if you like that area. It's, it's I, very I, I, there's no there's no way to earn a living because the best place to be would be the Adirondacks. But <laughs> if you can't have that, then go out closer to Buffalo. There's some really cool places there. I'm. If you can stand the winter. Well, I'm a winter baby, so I can't get enough winter. Buffalo would be a good town for me to live in. I yeah, as, as long as you. Effect. As long as you don't mind the lake effect snow and having to dig your yeah. car out or deciding not to go anywhere. That's what I like. I love that. Totally love it. I, I'm so envious of Buffalo's winters. Uh. Really? Mm. That's funny. I That's didn't know anybody was up. envious over Buffalo's winters. Well, it's Buffalo is an interesting town. I've had a lot of fun in I Buffalo. I get it. Nice people in Buffalo. North Tonawanda. North Tonawanda, Lackawanna. There you go, Lackawanna. Batavia. It's cool little towns. Batavia. Yeah, it is a really cool town. Have you ever been up, um, like, along the uh, eastern edge of um, uh, Lake Ontario um, or anywhere Where it starts to, where New York goes up? Yeah, yes, I have. That's the whole entire Laurentian plateau is spectacular. I don't yep. care if you're on our side or the Canadian side; it's absolutely gorgeous, particularly really in is. the fall. Yeah, I love it up there. Yeah, my uh, my dad Ontario spends a lot a of time up there in a little town called Sackets Harbor, which is close to where uh, Lake Ontario empties out into the St. Lawrence River. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a uh, He's a diver, and so he goes out there and uh, a commercial diver. Holy dives, shit! Dives, dives the bay for fun. Well, dive in the I bay. I like the entire St. Lawrence stretch from the from the Gulf all the way down to Lake Ontario is near and dear to my heart. I love that place. You can't surprising you didn't end up there. It's a pretty good uh, run. I don't know. 
I ended up where I did by accident. It wasn't by choice. <laughs> by accident. Isn't that how most of us kind of end up? Yeah, probably. Mama Navy said, here's where you are. And good luck getting out of here. And it oh, took me, nice. Took me 20 years to get out of there. That's funny. Okay. And we are officially shared. I had to share it one more person person being person being the person who i had a uh a lovely discussion with um where are you there he is scent yay there you go and off i go that's right yep so yeah, I, I I spent a few hours this afternoon talking to a uh, a person who has just recently, in the last few months, I guess, started writing um, their first novel, um, and as all of us, I think, can attest to, um, it's kind of difficult to talk to non writers about writer stuff, you know, especially. Be, yeah especially when you're just getting going, you know, the whole idea of writing a novel seems arrogant and, you know, I don't know. There's just sort of, for me anyway, and I know that there are some other people who feel the same. There's a certain amount of, of almost shame, I guess, associated with, you know, admitting that you are writing shit and, um, yeah, so uh, he and I geeked out for a few hours this afternoon and, uh, you know, talked about process and, you know, it was fun. It was fun. And I, I think that I think that he in, enjoyed being able to connect with with the industry. And it was sort of um, it's good to me, have those conversations, though. It really is. It is. Yeah. For me, it was almost a little bit nostalgic. Right. Because, yeah, I was like, I was like, I remember when I was that person. I remember a couple of years ago when that was me, you know, when I was all like, I don't know, not cynical. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, we're bright eyed and the world was your oyster. And oh, God, yeah, yeah. you know, hadn't been beaten down yet. Yeah, but 2020 hadn't been beaten down yet. Yep. We, but we kind of just geeked on process and things like that and just right. talked shop, you know, not, none of that, you know. Give up on your dreams now, kid. Give up on your dreams. That's right. You have you a sure man to do this. Yeah, this? set it on fire now. You know, <laughs> you still have the chance to opt out now. Yeah. Might be a good time you to don't do have it. to do this. You, you don't, don't have, have to do this to yourself. You, you weren't sentenced. Level of self-flagellation yeah, is know, not necessary. Right? There's no judge behind this. Get out. You don't don't you you don't hate yourself that bad yet. <laughs> the guilt thing is funny because I think all of us experienced that. It was like oh my I don't God, want to tell yeah. anybody that I'm writing a book because I'll say, Oh, you're writing a book. Are you oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good oh, for you. That's yeah, novel, exactly. Boy. Oh, yeah, you're so, writing a book. Uh, I'm not going and, anywhere near that. Yeah, and no. And then you get you get, you know, a, one of only a few different reactions. You get yes. the people who you can tell they're having, you know, some some monologue in with in with themselves, and they go, "Oh, oh, you're really? You're gonna, I tried that once. It didn't really didn't go well. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not sure if they're doing that or if they're yeah. like looking at you, going, you." 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really? You Wait, know, you can read? They do, you know? <laughs> or they or they do the you know the thing where they're like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to write a novel. I oh, have a great yeah. idea for a book. Here, you should write it. Or um, worse, they will say, oh, you know, I wrote a book once and I've been meaning to, maybe you can take it to your publisher and get me in the door. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the fun, different, you know, different responses you get from people. But I, I agree. The first uh, the first one you write, I, I know I was, is very much, you know, a secret. You know, it was like, no, I don't want to tell anybody until it's it done. It was. You know? It's like a dirty yeah. little yeah, secret. You know, you don't, want to, you don't want to put it out there. It's like, well, have you read anything before? No. Well, then how do you know what you're doing? Because <clears throat> I put words on paper with some verbs and some nouns and and then I name people, you know, yeah. I mean, that's and, a, and 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 at I'm, one point that was the hardest thing. I know. Right. <laughs> Naming somebody was the hardest thing. It's like, is that Skippy? <laughs> no, not Skippy. Damn it. You know, I mean, no, Skippy is bad. Skippy, Skippy is not bad. Good. Yeah. Skippy is bad. They, but will, it's, uh, they will always laugh at Skippy. I they need will them to always teach laugh at seriously. Skippy. Damn it. I'm already calling him Skippy. Fuck. I know. God, I can't rename him. No, I'm stuck. Yeah. No, I'm it's uh, stuck with this bastard. Fuck you. It's Skippy. true, man. The first I'm book kill was, you now. Was, was very much. It was kind of like, kind of like you don't speak of it. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I, I'm yep. gathering notes for uh, like a big presentation for work. Pro- yeah, that's all. I'm not doing. Did, I'm not did, doing wait nothing. A minute. Did either of you guys go through the phase where you couldn't describe your book or what yes. it's about? Oh my god! Either because oh. you were embarrassed or you didn't know how to distill it down so much, and so you said something along the lines of, "Well, it's a character piece. <laughs> it's a character-driven science fiction novel that." Relates itself to uh, pre, pre. I don't know. It's a, it's a book. You know, I mean, literally, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So oh, story. The worst like question. What's your books about? Uh, every there's we, every time. Words? Oh, really? What is that about? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get an educated person oh, yeah. that will say, "What, what genre are we talking here?" Is it, you know they? I know, right? They're probably yeah, very well read, which makes it even more intimidating because then you think, "Oh God, I don't want them to I, ask me questions about writing. I don't know how to answer." I, I always felt like an idiot <laughs> describing my book. Yeah. I did because I could never describe it. You know, it was always. I always just sit there and kind of just give them that look like, uh, it's, it's, it has ships and stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, and they're like, yeah, Oh, it's an oh, outer space. Okay. Yeah. And, and now, and now you look at it and you, and you go, you go, you go, Oh, it's a space opera. And now I'm writing sci-fi fantasy and it's easy. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 what do you write? I write, I write para thrillers. What? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's about a psychic. Whereas before I was like, I was like kind of embarrassed. I was like, I don't know. Like, eh. I, I write stuff. Yeah, I write. I write stuff. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so what? What oh, genre there you go. is That's your... right. Ah, I love the Very shirt. Nice. That's right. I'm what what is the genre that he writes in? He or she? Is it a he or a she? He. 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 What is he writing? He is writing in fantasy. And hopefully, watching the podcast right now, I was like, "You need to watch the podcast." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Need to watch the podcast. Come in, watch it live. Stop making fun of Upper Watch Midwest people. I told you before. Don't you know? <laughs> no, <don't you> know? <laughs> I'm working. I'm working on it. Sorry, don't, don't don't even get me started. Look at little Bobby. Watch the new fire truck as it comes out. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, we gotta get down there with the fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that transatlantic. 
Welcome to the oh, 19th. Here we are on Main Street, USA. <laughs> Seriously, Rob. Okay, like a little bit of a personal digression here. So, like Ray and I were talking last night, and he was watching a video of like 1940s like, something. Yeah, it was about like the a town, yeah. historic thing of, oh, yeah. of the the town where he lives, and it was like you know here. Blah, blah, blah. And but so, they had the announcer, the transatlantic accent announcer. Yeah. So, he and I are both accent geeks, right? Love to dissect this shit. And so I'm listening to it. And the transatlantic accent is one of my favorite accents. And it sticks out like the, a sore thumb, man. And the, oh, yeah. and the you know, the uh the the announcer, newscast, or radio personality is is its own, you know, sort of flavor of the transatlantic oh, yeah. accent. Oh, yeah. And so I'm listening intently. And <clears throat> I pulled out like three things and each thing that I said he like would do and I would like do another one and he would do that one too. And then I did a third one and then suddenly he had a transatlantic accent and I was like, this is oh, amazing. Yeah. It's like programming a computer. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was down with it. Welcome to Clover, USA. <laughs> so amazing. Little Jimmy loves the fire truck. Look at Spot Run. You know? <laughs> it's so amazing. It's like my favorite thing ever. I'm like, like next, next we're going to do Russian. Oh yeah, I broke her last night. She's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh, it hurt. It hurt in the best way. My absolute. Oh, it was great. Fire. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's do this motherfucking thing. Are we gonna uh, draw what first, and then you're gonna do the uh, intro? Okay, let's draw first, then I'll do the intro. Draw sure. first and do the intro. All right, anybody who's watching live. What does it say? What does it say? What does it say? It's too many words. I can't remember. Oh, Rob. What are we doing? What? What? We are doing location realism, formerly oh. episode 13, locations in fiction. Oh, location go. realism. Hi, welcome to Authors and Chains. Dude, <laughs> stop no, it. No, location realism. I love nope. this topic. Do, <clears throat> no, do the intro. We got to do the lead in. You want me to do the lead in? Okay, we'll, we'll yes, do our lead in. Unless you want me to do it, then you do it. Uh, I'll do it. We need... We need Welcome to thing. Authors and Chains. Today we'll be talking about location. Do it again. I talked over the top of Don't you. Don't you start with people. Me. This is good. This Hot is the real shit. It. This is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us at Authors and Chains. Today we'll be discussing location realism. There we go. Intro done. Now go. Yeah, don't don't worry about who we are or anything like that. Oh, we're no, we're my, not. Uh, no, no. They know who we are. They know who we they are. Know. It's this chick, that dude, and the other dude. That's it's, what it it's is. the guy who did that thing that time with the chick who does that other thing that time. Oh, fuck me. Now we're going to go into the guy and the oh, thing. Oh, there we go. Guy. The guy with the thing, Jesus right? Jesus Christ. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> so. I love this topic. I guess I'll lead off on I love this. this topic. Uh, because. You guys have very specific ideas ab about this. Yeah, I have specific opposite ideas. No, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do you know? Wait a minute. Are you? Do you remember what my position is on that? I vaguely remember it. Yeah, I vaguely really? remember vaguely. that both of you are okay. sort of um, the. Excuse me. <laughs> I dropped yeah. my notes. <laughs> They're vital. <laughs> well, that's good. At least you um, have vital notes. You guys are like method novelists, right? Like I know method that you guys novelists. Definitely... That's a good one. Yeah, and we are. That's true. That's you guys true. definitely seek go. out uh, the locations that are in your uh, book, and uh, if yeah. memory serves me correctly, you both feel that it is not possible to truly represent a place without having visited it and taken in its flavor. No. 
I'm you not on that, but that's, that is Ray's train. And he attacked train. me last time. Oh, he ridiculed yeah. me and said, that you can't do train. it. I say you can, if you research it properly. Okay. okay. And everybody's got their own little flavor. And I agree for me, it's very much every single location is its own character. So, and to get to know that character, you have to experience it. And that's just my personal opinion. I agree with half of I that. Think, yeah, well, that's half, good. At least you agree with half of it. You can't write a novel about uh, the most. Most of us can't speak to life at McMurdo Sound with any degree of authority. You're you are so correct. If my story, if I'm rewrite, if I'm writing the the thing or some shit like that, I can't imagine. Uh, Carpenter right. ever spent 20 seconds in Antarctica. He wrote a pretty and compelling story about it. You're right, and, and he did. He, he did, did a, a good approximation of it, and it is really a matter of understanding the feel of the location. Now, there are a lot of locations. McMurdo Sound probably is one you don't necessarily have to visit. There are some, depending on how heavily you feature in the story, it's probably helpful. Um, to give you an example, Anne Rice, when she does her New Orleans, I mean, her New Orleans, she lives there. So her New Orleans is incredible yeah. um, because it is its own character. And, you know, I, I can tell you, and so can Glacia, New Orleans has its own flavor, its own little way of, its own little idiosyncrasy, vibe. its own little vibe. Yeah. So yeah. does Boston and Nashville, you know, St. Augustine, all these places have their own little vibe. Okay, so... How do you now? I think I'm more on Glacia's side of this than I am on yours, but but it it begs a question: Can you approximate or substitute to achieve the same effect for the reader if you haven't been to New Orleans and you're not writing a story about New Orleans, right? But you but you have been to Mobile or Pensacola or Atlanta or Charleston. I think you could do enough you, research to approximate it. Yes. I yeah, think. it's a regional similarity but is, yeah. is going to hold to a hard degree. It's a double-edged sword too. I think there is a level depending on, as I said, depending on how intimate you get with your location, where there comes a point where you have to. Um, now, if you're just using the location, you're using the roads, where they're at, what they're doing is fine. Um, if you descend further into the location almost as its own character, I really do feel that visiting it is helpful. And it's helpful. Yeah, it's not, some it's particular not place. It's helpful. Yes. No, some, so there's some, some, uh, I don't know, uh, an eatery in Jackson Square. We yeah. keep coming back to New Orleans, which irritates me because I don't want to hear about fucking New Orleans. We can talk Orleans. about mine. We can talk about mine. We can go get you could, beignets. No, go. Beignets. Mine is DC. Beignets. DC. Ah, somebody, DC? I have spent plenty of time in DC. I oh god, I I used I attacked yeah. DC in one of my books. I attacked it. That's awesomely. Yeah, but I, I have been to DC, and so that disqualifies my argument. I I attacked I Virginia. I I, yeah. I really savaged DC, having been nice. from, uh, all all over that place, and I find it loathsome, filled with animals who are oxygen thieves and maybe should be using <laughs> but yeah dc's a prime one um dc dc is an excellent example now have have you ever been to dc nope okay never been so to how did you do it um i did it uh through a a combination of diligent and exhaustive research on the internet um yep. of of both 
the visual aspects of the specific, because here's the thing. I didn't just use it, you know, the city was definitely an element in creating certain, um, certain levels of the vibe of the story. Right. Um, but it's important to know that like I use very, very specific places in, in the city places that, you know, you can go to. And uh, so it. I took a huge leap of faith. On this. That's the danger like, zone. If yeah, yeah, that's dangerous. I'm gonna what you're do doing. it. I'm gonna yeah. do it. And so I did a lot of um, I did a lot of walking the sidewalks um, on Google Earth. I spent untold hours on the street view of Google Earth, like looking around and getting a feel of where everything was. And you YouTube know, YouTube so has people who walk around, and you can. <laughs> That's a good resource too. if you want it. Yeah, that yeah. too. But I didn't that. want to waste time, you know, doing stuff like that. You know, I knew that, you know, okay, this is a place that I want to be. So I like, you know, put myself down in there because, you know, in the age that we live, we can totally do that and we're lucky and everything. But Which is um, a good point. We couldn't have done that. Ray's point is, was more important 20 years ago before there was Google. Even 10. Well, even 10, yeah. even 10 yeah. you know. Your internet resources shouldn't be poo-pooed there. The, they're, uh, not, they're spectacular they're compared to what it could used to be. But you can it's not. It, yeah, it's not the feel. I understand, Ray. It's oh, yeah, Ray's view of this means you're talking to people. You're right. you're standing on a street corner and you hear things around you. You oh, yeah. see things around you. That stuff you cannot. You can't get unless you're standing on that street corner. Right. That's a and, that's a point. That's and I'm that's and I'm not I'm not saying and I'm not poo pooing. I'm saying it's uh it's it's helpful to go there. Not necessarily required. That's all. It is very helpful, but it is not required. You're absolutely right. I've done the same thing you did um, using Google Earth to research locations, using yeah. YouTube, using YouTube to check out videos. Yeah. No, I've done that. City too. walks. Yeah. Yeah. You I, know, I, I mean, I, those I'm, things are great. It is. is go ahead, Rob. Do you, uh, well, it makes me wonder the people who ought to either attack you because you are astonishingly off or smile and say, ooh, that was a good representation of right. this place. I always think of them when I'm when I'm doing a location yes. description in my in one of my books, I think somebody's been here a lot. And somebody's and I, gonna call me on something. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me nervous as You're hell right. that somebody's gonna say, yep. I, I don't know what you were if you've ever been there. I mean, I live here and that shit you just described doesn't happen and you're an oh, idiot. Man, and yeah. You know, it's a, it's a risk that you take is my point. You take that risk. You hope yep. most people who have never been not going to know the difference. It's just, it's not because they're stupid. It's because they've never been. Yeah. They don't have a frame of reference from which to judge. But you, we worry about 10 people. Whereas we're writing to. I, I know. And we do, but we get those 10 people and they do get a hold of us. They do it's, call us on these small things. Yeah. Worth it. It's it's I kind of like getting your 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 science facts right, uh, you know, right. It, in in a way. It's it's very similar to that, it, but probably more so important because there are going to be fewer people who are going to call you on on things like science facts if you're writing sci-fi, because a lot's excusable when you're talking about mm. a you know a a city or in, in, in my case, you know, they're very specific places, you know, I mean, like I, I, I use the national cathedral. I use Glenwood cemetery. These are like places. 
spots to go in the city. And I use them as settings that are very, very specific in, in the way that they're used, you know, but then I also use, you know, sort of more generic, you know, like neighborhood locations. Like well, it's, it's funny. And I'll, I'll give you a little example. Um, I wrote a book where somebody had Newport, um, in Rhode Island, Rhode Island Newport? Rhode, Newport, Rhode Island. So okay. they're talking about, you know, this person going to the, the, their, they're going to visit their friend and every day for the last two years, they drive this exact same route. And I went, I'll call bullshit because the area of town they're in every year, they change the direction of the one way street. So they can't drive the same way for the last two oh, years. And yeah, only so somebody who's been exactly would know that to yeah. Newport would know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's little things like that. You but, know, yeah, absolutely. That's a horrid trap. I would not yeah. want to get caught in. That. <laughs> oh, so, I know, but it's that 10 people, the 10 people who would know about yeah. that and call you on it. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I, I use Newport in my current book, but yep. it's 1897 or 1898, so I don't give a shit. Nobody could get a call me on that because they <laughs> did and gone. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I get that. And, you know, it's it's funny that that becomes when you're talking about a place that's, you know, a fairly obscure, you know, small. City, right. Um, you're probably better off being vague so that yes. there yeah. is that that is something that is definitely worth mentioning that you know if there is no reason to right. have a city you know the city that i that i have is important for me to be based there simply because of you know the headquarters of the fbi and the cia That's i correct. need to be there you know um and so i'm stuck but you can't you're riding just, the metro <laughs> exactly oh, yes oh, yeah. yes and 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 the metro pd is like a huge part of you know i mean I like this is yep. a big character and like that's actually an example of like understanding how the little things right. in cities work that's right. is that there you is no dc police department it's no. the metro police department and like that dc metro yeah dc metro. yeah exactly and but yeah, the way they're referred to in the city is 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 Metro not what police, you would yeah. Metro PD. Yeah, exact yeah, yeah, Metro PD. You know, it's not simple like the LAPD or the NYPD or something like right. that. Is. So, you know, the little things like that that you almost wouldn't think to to research. Um if you're in Philadelphia, but, you're riding SEPTA, right? Yep, you're riding. That's right. You are. You're yeah, riding. in Atlanta, you're in Marta. If you're, if you're know, in Massachusetts, exactly. you're riding the T. You know, I mean, everybody's got their yes. own little thing they call it. No, and it's it, those are the things that – but you can get that by really doing proper research. Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned this, though, Glacia. That's really a good point. You can get away with a hell of a lot more uh, of genericization from a, a big, huge city – than you can in uh, even a moderately sized city right. down to a town. Mm-hmm. You're in danger zone now. You better have yeah. been there. It would be a really good idea to know somebody there. Mm-hmm. So you have interacted so much with that with this environment. You know it like back and forth, almost like speaking about, you know, I'm from a little town, 14,000 people. I wouldn't dream of talking about that town to any degree of specificity if I hadn't been raised there. No way. Are, it's like Kiwani, Illinois. Same thing. It's like places she's, like that. You know. I mean, come on. You know. She's right. Yeah. You can you can get away with a lot more if you're yeah. in a big city because a city's a city's a city in so many ways. Right. Yeah. But um, and if if you're using a small metropolis or or something like that or or even more so a a suburb of a metropolis or even right. more so a small town, yeah. it's probably best to make one up. 
it's probably best to have every yeah, town USA than be like, you know, oh, I, you know, I mean, like I have a, a, a town in, in Virginia, in, in Western Virginia, uh, near the mountains that I use, which is my MC's hometown, not where she right. lives now, but where she grew up. And it is a very specific town that I have, you know, done the whole Google walk through thing but it. i'm not using the name of that town that's all right it's it like is, east it is for now forever. Yeah, there you go it is for now forever and for always edinburgh virginia and give it a so give it a fake name but uh no there that's is safe. no that's safe edinburgh zone. virginia there it doesn't is, need yeah. to be there's one yeah right yeah <laughs> or you can do what rob and i do and just create whole planets and you're like now Damn what right. go ahead call me on it that's right. 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 Come, on. Come on. Come and Let's get me. Do, Come and get me. What you gonna do? I'm even Wait. gonna make up new laws there's, of physics and there's right. stuff. God, don't don't get us started on on screwing around with physics because <laughs> Hawking is is rotating in his grave. Oh, right. Some of the shit we come oh, up with just he's, yeah. he's worrying in his grave. The, I think the the, the magical gotchas uh, we get in uh, in sci-fi are sometimes rather <laughs> funny. Yeah. Well, no, that's a good point. Um, the, but there's a, there is a flavor to a place, is Ray's point. And some places are, are more than, than others. There's a very specific vibe to, to a lot of cities. Some of them are almost neutral. Yes. There's, there's not a real hard pronounced personality to it. It doesn't mean that it's a boring place. It just means that it you know, history didn't bring them the kinds of things that shape other places and form that urban environment uh, to, to such a point at which, I mean, of course, the mega cities, New York and places in Los Angeles, you have right. lots and lots of personalities collective that make those places. But you go yeah. to Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where my pop is born Des and raised. Des Moines is. It's just, Des these Moines. are, you know, people who who live there might take issue, but there's nothing spectacularly different about, I about am, Buffalo or Grand Rapids or Detroit. I am from or, a city, like, yeah, I'm from Syracuse. And, you know, I mean, like, go. I'm sure that a lot of people who are, who are, you know, closer friends of mine uh, are, are probably going to get ticked about nice. this, but yeah. There's I look at Syracuse, special. Utica, Rome, Ithaca, even up to Rochester, and I just see the same thing. That's it what is. I look at when I see those it, places. And it really is. It's varying types of gross and yeah. varying types of snow and varying types of poverty, you know, but that, that's really, you know, the vibe that you're getting. Right. Um, from a lot of small to medium size metropoli, mm -hmm. you know, is, is usually a whole lot of poverty, a whole lot of failed industry that is, you know, sort of hiccuping its way along a little bit, or that is, you know, mostly dead already. There's usually quite a few places that have funny smells, you know, because of that industry. Absolutely. Uh, Rochester stink all the right. damn because of Kodak alone. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, something just occurred to me. Let me just time out for a second, because that just Timing you just out. twisted my my memory thing, Glacia Ray. Yep. Is it? Do it. <laughs> I don't know. Who, uh, do you do it more frequently, less frequently? Do you do it consciously, less consciously? Is there a better place for you as a sci-fi writer, a spectacular alien city, a huge metropolis? Or a backwater 
never been there, colony settlement environment. What's more rewarding for you in terms of writing it and utility to your stories? Because we make up our own shit. We top do. To bottom. We do. And I have mega cities in my sci-fi. I've got little tiny places nobody ever heard of, nobody ever go yep. to. Even if they were real, nobody <laughs> would go there. You're right. And I, I tend to like, uh, believe it or not, I tend to like like space stations. They're a lot of fun. Space stations are my favorite. Space stations. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Floating Glacia cities. has <laughs> big, sprawling, so floating cities. Yes. Okay. Not little tiny places, which makes me wonder about Glacia because the, the Lark world is use it, she can run that in the smallest town and the biggest city yes. Yes. without restriction she doesn't yes. have anything like those borders which is damned handy it is right. apart from that i also kind of have a little bit of what you guys have in that i can make up any setting for any scene that happens within her going inside somebody's head yes um, Yes, which is can. very fun. I can do whatever I want in there. I can create any sort of fantastical, uh, natural setting, you know, with a couple of little weird buildings in there. I mean, sky's the limit. I've done some really weird shit and it's fun to be able to just, you know, create stuff. And I guess that that's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm currently working on a whip that is fantasy, fantasy adventure, fantasy horror. And, um, I'm sort of being able to experiment with these completely invented, you know, places. I have in my head, you know, sort of like the, you know, the, the moors. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I know mm. that it's going to look like that. And then I can plop things down inside of it and, and create however, whatever, whoever I want, and then go from there. And that's fun. That is <laughs> apart from being able to create, you know, a tree, a field, a barn, you know, here and there, I've, I've never been able to create an entire town, What better entire cool city. canvas than somebody's inside of their mind and their memories or it their dreams really is it really is it's it's one of my favorite things about lark's world is is that uh i i have unlimited agency when it comes to playing around with not only the transition that she takes between um her real world consciousness and that working inside of people's heads consciousness because there's a journey there mm. which is really interesting and varied um but also once she gets there you know there's there's that and then we start going into other people's memories and then i have those places that i can play with and explore and yeah there's whips in there that if i wanted to if i wanted to pick up a story about her doing something in any town usa or any small city usa i could do that and it would create a different dynamic for my character which is probably the next thing that we should talk about is not just the city as a character but what the the setting is for your characters because in in right. my case is with, it elemental or a prop cities are both, either both yeah um let's 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 do this right so um there's one example that i can think of in the current the in the clockmaker series that uh i use the filth of dc they're in end of march beginning of april winter is sort of hanging on in those weird snow drifts that are gray that happen in the sh shadows and stuff like that of buildings and it's been raining for two weeks and so everything is just sort of mucky and gray and um that whole 
thing ends up becoming the embodiment uh, in, in Lark's head in her inner monologue of everything that's going wrong. It's just gross and frustrating. And why can't, why can't the sun just freaking come out? You know, it, it, I can't drive my car anywhere without it getting filthy. Well, well do you do DC, this? To, DC is dead. DC. You, yeah, it's yeah, not hard to do in DC. <laughs> Are you using this late, late winter, early spring, gunk which hits all snow cities mm-hmm. uh it's probably most miserable in a filthy city like dc mm-hmm. are you using that time of year to set a tone for your readers so it's easier for them to feel miserable about what lark feels miserable about it's a yes. good time to feel miserable uh, yes it is, that's it more is than gross. a prop that's it, that's oh, absolutely yeah. targeted it has it, well, and see that, and that's the larger picture, right? Is is the fact that the it is sort of set picture. and setting, and uh, it it becomes the the mood of the book. But it's also a sort of like a transitional time period, and things are you know there's a few times when one of the characters who really dislikes you know winter and gross and stuff like that, he keeps noticing as the ground is melting and the sun's starting to come out like it's it's mm-hmm. rains for two weeks and then the rain stops and things are really difficult for the characters at this point in time um but grant keeps noticing that he can smell the ground you know that's anybody cool. who lives in a frozen city you, which you can in the springtime yes knows yep. that smell of Absolutely. the ground thawing it's when mm-hmm. the, it's when the robins come back and start digging worms out and stuff like Crocus that and the ground comes up right heaves a little bit you are correct. and yeah. and yeah he it's it's like it's how it's how that brownish black ground just it smells it, fantastic yeah. um <clears throat> all of that becomes sort of a way to demonstrate uh, where a given character is at that moment, is is how they're perceiving their environment, what they're perceiving and how that makes them feel. You know, be not quite a metaphor, the, but you can see it from no, there, right? Not really, yeah, no, not really. Mm-hmm. You know, be it, be it Lark on the highway, you know, sort of zoning out and wishing that she could be somewhere else dealing with other things, preoccupied with the fact that the dirt salt gravel gray shit is splashing up off of the road and creating you know that gross shit on the side of the car or be it grant you know standing you know standing in a driveway somewhere having a conversation well that's all weather and temperature and using using that to kind of evoke your emotional set to the character yeah and that's the thing you kind of you have to think about that when you are uh when you're picking a location you know like what sorts of things are you going to want to use because using like let's just say temperature Using temperature is a powerful thing. I and so yeah. you, you have to decide. Yeah, I, I do that for oh, vulnerability. Yeah. I use cold when it comes to vulnerability. Exactly. It's a great way to evoke that in somebody. Okay, wait, let's stop. We're, we're at a point at which somewhere in listener land, somebody may have said, do you choose these places, cities, locations, and, and not the kind of stuff that Ray and I create, Although I have another follow-on question to Ray, by the way, but is there a reason you chose DC instead of Philly or Baltimore, or instead of uh, Albuquerque or Tucson? 
Yeah, uh, I had to I had to be near the headquarters of the FBI and the CIA. Uh, and so not not just a field office, but the headquarters. OK, the so it was necessary yes. for you to be in D.C. because they're located there. They're because all over they're, the place. Okay. Because uh, they're because they're located there and because of <clears throat> um, uh, what's the name of the uh, Air Force Base there? I think it's Air Force Base there. Yeah, Andrews. that does all of that. Well, I'm not sure if it's. It might be Andrews. Yeah. Andrews. It, well, there's also it's Dover, so long, but, but that's in yeah, Delaware. It's Dover. No, 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 no. It's it's Dover. It's Dover yeah, because it's it, I needed Delaware. to be. Yes, it, but listen, I needed to be that close to Dover okay. because Dover is where the FBI sends all of its biological stuff to be processed, as opposed to U.S. Amber, which is in Frederick, Maryland. Which I needed. Yeah. I needed to be able to go there within a reasonable amount of driving time. Okay, to be gotcha, able gotcha. To they, view. It had to be convenient. Sure. You've never you. driven the I, Bay Bridge. This thing is reasonable with the Bay Bridge. <laughs> it couldn't be across the country. I get it. You know, gotcha. it had to be within you know four or five hours. Um, something that could be a day trip where you could go up there and then come back down because I needed to be able to right. view an autopsy that was conducted by the FBI. So um, the point is, your choice of DC was compelled by your story period story you didn't just yeah. say yeah you know i could set it here i could set it there there were reasons why it had to be there to, yes. to meet the requirements right. of your story whereas mm -hmm. uh, in, in some of the cities that i send my character um it is absolutely and utterly beside the point it could have been mm -hmm. any one one of a hundred cities mm -hmm. why did i choose this one i don't know because i wanted to yeah, and so and what I'm trying to Grab illustrate the is that there is yeah exactly is oh, yeah. there and I I don't I'm not valuing or judging this one way or the other. What I'm saying is is that it work if it is if it works for your story, it it doesn't have to be in a particular place unless like Glacia's spot, right. her story demands it. So if you're if you sense. if you it don't don't short don't short, short stroke it if if she has to be within a reasonable proximity of dover delaware then yeah. she needs to be right in that dc area yeah you shouldn't have a choice really there the are other, some yeah. books and some characters you have to have characters around yeah paul jansen in the ludlam novels he worked at u.s amrid in frederick maryland which is the u.s army um chemical uh chemical research facility yep so he had to be there. That's just because yeah. that's what that character had to be. So that makes sense. Yeah. Do people in your space station have personalities or is it just a location from which you launch all of your slam bang, shoot them up shit? No, people actually have personalities. The stations themselves have personalities. I that's mean, what I wonder. Things. Yeah. One yeah. of the things I came out to the last time when I was doing, uh, when I was writing um, uh, Jamestown was they get off the space station. The first thing he realizes is what you don't think of the smell. You know, it's it's horrible. It's it's alien alien smells, and it's just like it's absolutely uh, offensive to them. But you know, these are things you don't think of when you're when you're looking at sci-fi books. They hardly tell you what the place smells like. You know, no, and smell is such a powerful yeah. memory trigger and emotion. It is uh, e evoking mechanism. It's yeah, smell is really. I mean, that is as as visceral as it gets. So I I I love it when and I do this too. I, I'm. I want people to to have a, a much more sensory experience instead of just visually describing it. Yeah. The texture of, of things is important. The smell, 
the the volume of the sound if if you wrap that stuff in then it's like being there for them and they don't have to wonder you've 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 done a lot of the work for them and smell is a really good well, i've seen a lot of people who do that they write the space they write a space station or a planet or and they 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 discuss they, they talk about the outside what it looks like and when you get inside it's very little description you know they don't actually get an idea of the the vibe is, is it busy is it is it kind of laid back you know is it yeah. metal is there is there green spaces there's all kinds of stuff you can describe they don't and I've noticed no, this, that yeah it's like a tiny little uh, a world that yeah you, it's so to me you have to you have to yep. describe that stuff you can't possibly get away with with expecting right. it to be accepted as just this antiseptic sort of a, a hospital environment, which and then, could uh, be or maybe not. Yeah, well, think about it. Not to mention the fact if you're writing alien species, each alien species might be different. I have one who's waterborne. So if you've got a waterborne alien species who's hosting something on their space station, they're going to have water on that space station. Yeah, their atmosphere is, yeah. is Absolutely. different. It's Absolutely. not You're, it's not you're the fish atmosphere. out of water exactly. in their world. Yeah. Yes. And that's one of the things you need to account for when doing stuff like that. But yeah, I see a lot of people who to who don't tend to think through it or they, they haven't and you're reading it and you're going, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do that? You know? Yeah. So here's, here's a question uh, as somebody who does not. Does not. Write, okay. It does not. Right. Does not. Right. Sci-fi. Um, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Are, are you in your mind, in your mind, are you creating a civilization and then and then crafting its technology and as such its ships, which are your locations, or its space stations, which are your locations, or how they develop their worlds, which I are usually, your locations? Yeah. Or do you develop Ooh. those locations first and then fit people into it? I don't know. I usually go with uh, species first and Correct. then start looking at the world and how it would have evolved. Yeah. Same here. You have to you have to tailor the technology to the species right. who, who generated it to suit themselves it fits their world or it doesn't right. if you don't know that that the the searchers are almost tripedal they're they're uh, a trapezoid shaped species then you wouldn't have wouldn't make any uh, mention specific mention of triangular shaped hatchways in their spaceships they they build this to suit their their frame the same as we yeah. would so I, I have introduced them and described them long before we get to that spaceship. Well, one of, I'm, I'm with yeah. Ray. You do the species first. One of my favorite was uh, a, a, a popular science fiction novelist um, wrote a book. And in that book, one of the species he has are um, ants. They literally are ants. They're giant ants, including their physiology is very much akin to ants. And he has a human go into the alien ship and fly it. And I'm thinking, how's he doing that? How, how can yeah, how he see out the same viewport that an ant could see out? Because it's an entirely different. Yeah. If you think right. about things like that, you don't they don't even consider it. Yeah. You'd have to make some a hell of a lot of modifications. Of course and, and what would be yeah. the excuse to do that? So, yeah. And that's one yeah. of the interesting things you don't think about is when you're doing these things, it's always nice to go from species because every species develops differently and their technology would develop differently. So it wouldn't be. Yeah, they, they were there. Exactly. The species was around grubbing in the dirt, eating that's mollusks right. long before they were figuring out how to work with metals. Right. So, like if, you, we know, let, you know, we follow the, the nature's path, start with the species and then the things that they use and yep. whatever, you know, compelled them to develop and evolve societally may flow from that but if you don't have the the critter 
then you can't have the gear, not then, at least. In my oh, opinion. then you get some great rabbit holes. Um, what do their robots look like? Because we make ours try to look like more right. us. What do their yeah. vehicles look like? Um, you exactly. Know, we have specific ideas in our head of what is considered beautiful. What would they consider beautiful? You know, you get some great ideas and things you can do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When, when, when in doubt, default to a sphere, right? Always. Spheres are great. Exactly. Everybody get loves sphere. spheres. That's right. Those are always good. <laughs> but location, location being what it is, yes. um, it, it, it doesn't have to work. Uh, let, me re- let me rephrase that. Someone who has been where you're writing lives there at least has visited can validate it yes they can also attack it if you've done something stupid or wrong or you haven't done your homework properly at the end is it is it loyal enough to the real place to not cause the average lay reader to wonder this is also if true you've done if you've done a good enough job to where it doesn't make, it's not going to be noticeable even to in passing. And maybe somebody who has lived there all their lives might say, well, you know, on 12th street, they had brick there before. And when you're talking about pavement, so the, you know, okay, I'm sorry that I didn't get the brick part, but if it's, if you've done your job well enough, it shouldn't be noticeable unless it's critical to your story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that our job, no matter what we are doing as a priority has to be maintaining immersion. Yes, that's correct. And as, as long as we are, I think again, like the, when it, when in doubt, leave it out. Yep. Uh, when in doubt, be vague, you know, Damn right. That's okay. It's kind of like, you know, for, for sci-fi, uh, for sci-fi authors, oftentimes there is a, a, that, that trip up of adding too much scientific explanation to something and giving yourself something to trip over. Whereas That's most right. characters don't even care. They're going blah, 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 as you're telling how big something is. They or don't the, give yeah, a the, shit. The exposition them, of the captain who spends a half an hour talking about the science behind something in the middle of a battle. Nobody gives a shit. And look, yeah. Right. is is the same thing if you can yeah. use a random street in your specific town then there you have a plausible deniability everybody's got <laughs> right. an elm street <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's, yep. but i mean right. the thing is is that you know i mean again like if, if there is an elm street or if there isn't an elm street you know that sort of thing i mean is is that necessary you know i guess that's the question that's is a good point is it when necessary? you right when you are using a location as a proper character the the question has to be is specificity important if it is Mm-hmm. then yeah. do your damn research. If there's no reason for no, specificity, fuck it, just be vague. I agree. Don't don't lay landmines for yourself. Exactly. Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? Yep, you're absolutely right. That's a good one. Okay. Well, this I think, was good. I think we covered this pretty well. Thank you for listening to Authors in Chains. Check us out on the web at www.authorsinchains.com.